0: This is the Concealed Carry Podcast, episode number 458. And welcome to the Concealed Carry Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I am your host, Riley Bowman, and I have a special... Special episode today. They're all special. We always say that, right? But today is truly a special episode because we have a special guest uh, from a very special uh, foundation, actually, a nonprofit organization. We're going to bring him on here in a moment and give him a proper introduction. Let me just preface this again with saying this is going to be a really awesome episode, guys. This is is something I, I, I want more people to know about and to also support because this is the way watching the Mandalorian uh, lately. Uh, this is the way and this is our future Was what these these fine folks are up to. Uh, but real quick, today's episode brought to you by concealedcarry.com. Surprise, surprise. And also one other special organization, like I said, and that's the focus of today's episode. So let me bring him on now. I have with me here, Mr. John Lindquist, Relationship Manager, with a nonprofit organization called Midway USA Foundation. Hello, John.
1: Thanks for having me. How are you doing in uh Colorado today?
0: Doing fantastic. Good. Uh traffic and all.
1: Traffic and all, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well I'm in a one horse town in Northwest Iowa, so we don't have the traffic issues you have there. Yes. <laughs> nonetheless, we well, like to shoot. So we can talk about shooting. How about that? Yeah,
0: that's right. And, you know, and Iowa's got a lot of corn and a lot of shooting. Uh, a lot of shooting. Yeah, <laughs> I, attended yeah. a, I attended a training course there back in June and got to know some okay. of the local uh, local folks and uh, had a great time and a lot of good shooters out that way. So, good.
1: yeah, man, we, like, we like our sport. That's for sure. <laughs> so, a lot of you shooting. Uh, Teams in the state of Iowa. I think at one point in time we were like one of the number one states uh, out there for shotgun sports specifically. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, good stuff.
0: So. so, so all right, let's uh, let's talk about Midway USA Foundation. And, and also, I'm seeing a couple comments. Don says he's he's having a hard time hearing you. Uh, you know, I don't know if you can do much much about that, but you you know, if you speak up a Probably, little more, that uh, might help. Yeah
1: talk a little
0: louder. And then that does sound a little bit improved on my end even, so that's that's great. So, uh John, Midway USA Foundation, uh obviously I, I, probably most of our viewers are familiar with the company Midway USA, midwayusa.com. In fact, I was just joking with you a moment ago that I've got a shipment on its way right now from Midway USA to me, hopefully showing up here uh, tomorrow or the next day. And uh, you know, so many people are familiar with Midway USA but right. what is Midway USA Foundation?
1: Right. So, if you're in shooting sports, you've obviously heard of Midway USA, the retailer. And uh, I'm a customer, you're a customer. Uh, if you buy ammo, you're, you're probably a customer. You know, it's a great <laughs> uh, company that has a long history of success. I believe it started in 1977, and it's based out of Columbia, Missouri. And Larry and Brenda Potterfield are the founders of that company, and it has grown exponentially over the years. Well, in 2007, uh, they decided they wanted to have more of an impact on the future of shooting sports, and the way they felt they could do that was to create a foundation around youth shooting sports, and that's something that's near and dear to their heart, so they went out and started kind of creating a plan on how to provide sustainability forever for youth shooting sports teams, so organized shooting sports. And at that time, if you kind of look back in the crystal ball there, um, shooting sports was there, but it was in its infancy and it was kind of taken off. It didn't have a lot of structure around it. There wasn't a lot of organizations that were creating uh, teams and, and, and leagues and that kind of thing. And if you look at it today, it's totally evolved and there's a phenomenal number of teams around the country. And. We're blessed to work with about 2,800 of those teams nationwide, and we work with teams in all 50 states. So through the structure of the foundation, we help teams raise funds locally. So they have a, a cash flow to help pay for immediate expenses, like travel or targets or ammo, those kind of things. But we also help them raise money for their endowment account which we house at the Midway USA Foundation, so that there's funding available for that team in perpetuity. And oh, by the way, we match it, so whatever they put into their endowment account is is multiplying before it even gets in there. And uh, the cool thing is, Goldman Sachs manages those accounts, so they do very well uh, hmm. on the interest earned. So they uh, they've really kind of planned this um, for long-term sustainability. They really have. So great, great company, it really is.
0: That's amazing. And just so folks know, uh, so so the foundation was established in two thousand and seven, as you noted. And it, uh, right here on your website says that uh, one hundred and sixty one million dollars in shooting sports endowment funds as of September thirtieth of this year. Yeah, that's I mean, a that's a big number. Right.
1: That's a big number. <laughs> Yeah, we have teams, um, so every team has their own endowment account. Mm-hmm. Um, there's teams that have a couple thousand bucks in their account, they're relatively new, and there's teams that have literally three quarters of a million dollars in their account. They've been at it for a while. Um, college teams, high school teams, uh, rifle, pistol, shotgun, um, air, I mean, all kinds of different disciplines. But uh, we're, we're proud to kind of support all those different groups, because different parts parts of the country kind of cater to different shooting disciplines, you know. um, In the Midwest, it's primarily shotgun. Um, In the other parts Mm -hmm. of the country, there's a lot of rifle. And that could be centerfire, rimfire, pistol. Um, But, you know, it's it's really cool to see how dedicated the coaches are and the organizations that host uh, these different disciplines. And, you know, the heavy, heavy loading of uh, safety. Lots of gun safety, as you can imagine. Um, and to be able to to say that uh, shooting sports in schools is safer than football or basketball or wrestling or even recreational walking says a lot um, because there's more injuries in all of those things than there is in organized shooting sports. So we hold that very near and to our heart. We want to make sure everybody has a good time and they're safe. So
0: okay. that's awesome. Uh, also, some other interesting statistics. 2,769 teams that are funded and eligible to receive cash grants. Right. And last year, $5 million in cash grants paid to youth shooting teams.
1: Yeah. So phenomenal. How it kind of works is, is we, uh, we help them raise money, like I said, for the here and now. And then we help them raise money for their endowment account. And once a year, they can apply for a grant. And uh, that grant is all online. It's very simple. It's not some long drawn out affair, but they, they fill out the grant and they can get 5% of their balance every year forever. So, uh, you know, in 10 years, they will get that same 5%. 50 years, they will get it. 100 years, you will get it. So these teams that are, are growing, you know, they started out with eight athletes and now they're up to 50 and, you know, they're seeing the swell of expenses associated with consumables. Um, they are really working hard to raise money for their endowment accounts because one, they're basically matching it right out of the chute when they put it in there. We match it. We've got $150,000 a month we provide for match, and uh, you know that 5% it has growth every year, much like a 401k. So Goldman Sachs is investing that. So even if they're not pulling that grant annually, that account should be growing and uh, over mm. the long. Over a long time frame, it's going to be uh, substantial. So Goldman Sachs handles all the investments. We've got an oversight committee that's part of our board at the foundation. They kind of monitor that. And uh, even when you know COVID kind of broke and a lot of the, the endowments, or not endowments, but a lot of the investments were going down, mm-hmm. we kind of held our own. We dipped, but we recovered quickly, which is beautiful because uh, that's part of the reason we have that match in there. Is because we want to buffer their initial investment and that's mm. what we can do it. So yeah. the, the cool part is every single dollar that goes into those endowment accounts, every single dollar goes to the bottom line for that endowment. We do not take any administrative fees out of that or any processing fees, even if they donate $10,000 on a credit card, you know, there's normally a processing fee associated with that. We cover all of that. We don't take any of those uh, fees out of the the kids'
0: endowment account, it all hits
1: the bottom line. Mm-hmm.
0: Very cool. Yeah. You know, and just to give folks, uh, so, you know, and by the way, there's a lot of great information on MidwayUSAFoundation.org, which is your website. Uh, so anyone that wants to look into this, uh, and, and as is the nature with nonprofit organizations, anyhow, that, you know, a lot of things are published uh, financially, anyhow, but um, uh, really interesting numbers. Like, see, and this is one of the things like, I, I think I had heard of the foundation in re- relatively recent history in the last year or two. Kind of like, oh, okay, that's cool. Uh, but you have no idea how much work is being done. Just go pull up a report on 2020's teen cash grant recipient recipients by state. And it's like, holy smokes, there there's I mean, for instance, I'm in Colorado, which is not you know, anywhere close to being the top represented states at all by any means. But there's 13 shooting teams in Colorado that received $32,000 last year. Top states, Minnesota, Missouri, and Texas in terms of participants and top three states in terms of amount received cash grant payouts, Iowa, Texas, and Minnesota. And these are these are not small numbers either. We're talking about, and to think that this is going right into supporting youth shooting, and and as you mentioned, some college too. But like we see here, in the United States Coast Guard Academy, for instance, we see uh, you know all kinds of high school teams. Uh, Abraham Lincoln High School. I didn't even know they had a program. Like, they have a shooting team? <laughs> I need to look yeah, into man. that. I, I'm familiar with it's, the school. <laughs> it's
1: a lesser kept secret, but in Minnesota, it's the number one uh, high school sport. So it overtook hockey several years ago. It's a big deal. Their, their state tournament really? lasts about eight days. Yeah, eight days. <laughs> that's, that's a long state tournament, you know. Um, and in Iowa, I know that there's uh, 22 college programs. Uh, just in Iowa alone that, that that have shooting sports and primarily again it's it's shotgun in that case because it's in the Midwest but most of those programs provide scholarships too so if you're a youth interested in shooting sports whether it's pistol or whatever uh, action shooting you name it um, and you're looking around at colleges and you want to continue that sport you know it's a lifelong sport it's not something that you're gonna hang up your cleats when you're done after four years you're gonna you're gonna do it until you're old and gray like me, you know. And the, and the cool part is, these schools will help offset your tuition if you're shooting on their team. So, uh, a couple of kids, or a couple of kids, a couple of uh, co workers at the foundation both shot the University of Kentucky. They both shot air rifle. Um, they both shot at a very, very, very high level. In fact, one of them was the first alternate for the Olympics, and now they're program managers at the Midway USA Foundation. So, there's a kind of a tie back to um, how someone started when they were very young and 4-H in shooting sports, got to high school, continued to shoot, got to college, got paid to shoot, gone on, hopefully, uh, you know, they they get a chance, a shot at the Olympics, you know. And these were air rifle shooters is what they were. Mm -hmm. Um, But the cool part is that they're a product of our success. You know, they were coming through the system when the foundation was starting. And now here they are giving back to the basically the, the society that we love and care so much about. So um, pretty heartwarming deal, and, and I see it over and over and over. Um, the coach at Hillsdale College in Michigan, uh, he grew up uh, shooting in Wisconsin, very successful, made the Junior Olympic team, uh, went on to shoot for Hillsdale College, won national championships. Now he's the coach there. Mm. So you see that succession and that success. and it kind of breeds its own and it allows for more growth because if you know anything about those shooters, you want to be like them and experience that, uh, that opportunity to be uh, on the podium. You know, you want to be successful. So every participant gets a chance to compete. It's not where somebody sits on the bench. No one sits on the bench. Everybody competes. And uh, it's a team sport, but yet it's an individual sport as well. So it's fun to watch kids uh, cheer on the competitors as well as their own teammates. And that's something you hmm. don't see in a lot of sports. Uh, high fives between teams for uh, youth that shot a really good round or whatever. They're excited for that person. It's very inclusive. Um, and, and that builds life skills that you and I know translate into a better community locally when you've got those kind of people living there with those kind of experiences. So yeah,
0: good stuff. Yeah, and actually, so we have a question from uh, Casey here. and She asks, is this through organizations such as 4-H? And I'll just tell you, Casey, looking through the list of all these, these programs and teams, uh, there are a good number of 4-H uh, uh, shooting teams, including uh, one here in Colorado, again, that I was unfamiliar with. And uh, I also see uh, Colorado State University. Wow, I didn't even know about that. So, yes, there's 4-H uh, organizations as well involved. Uh, uh, you, you know, as and, and you've kind of touched on, there's, there's high schools, there's various colleges. Um, are there any other kind of unique organizations that are involved, John?
1: Yeah, you know, um, if you go to our website under the resources tab, there's a tab called our partner community. Um, it'll kind of show all the different affiliations we work with across the country. And it could be the Scholastic Shooting Sports Foundation or the Scholastic Lead Targets. Um, we've got uh, Indiana Youth Shooting Sports Foundation, uh, You know the Minnesota Youth Shotgun Association, North Dakota uh, Shooting Sports Association. There's all kinds of associations that we work with, and they all have shooting sports programs within them, including 4-H and we we love them all i mean 4h is phenomenal because in most cases that's where those kids start and we want to be able to help fund them so they they don't go away we want them to be there in 50 100 years uh, or longer so we want to make sure that we help set them up with an endowment account that they can raise funds for and and offset that cost because like any sport you know it's whether it's golf or football or whatever there's expenses and, and yeah. shooting sports is no different that way. Um, but the cool part is if, if we're working with those teams to help set up their sustainability, um, every kid should be able to participate that wants to. And that's really what we want. There's anybody that wants to do it. We want them to be there doing it. So.
0: Amazing. You mentioned supporters and, and I see a whole list of, uh, on, on your website, other companies that are supporting the efforts here. Uh, Legacy sponsor, Outdoor Sportsman's, Sportsman Group, uh, which is the, the company that runs Outdoor Channel and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Elite sponsor, Vortex Optics. And then you got a bunch of others, including SSP Eyewear, which our audience is familiar with. They've, they've done things with us and sponsored. Uh, in fact, I think we're giving, aware, giving away a $50 gift certificate to uh, SSP Eyewear tomorrow for our giveaway. Uh, we've got CZ USA involved, federal CCI, uh, the USA shooting. Uh, we've got, uh, uh, TriStar and, you know, a number of other companies, uh, college shooting sports, recruiting battle gear. I mean, a lot of other great companies and organizations involved in supporting the effort as well. Tell us yeah. about some of the support that these organizations are providing.
1: They are, um, They are uniquely created partnerships that um, they have a vested interest in youth. So if there's an industry company out there that is looking for a way to kind of have a bigger impact on the future of shooting sports, the whole industry, um, we're going to sit down with those folks. We're going to work with them and try to find something that fits their, their company and their goals. Um, these these are beyond just a normal uh, sponsorship, and obviously they're providing resources, you know, time, treasure, talents, all those kind of things. But each one of these companies, I mean, if you know Mike at, at SSPI Wear, mm-hmm. Mike spends probably half his day trying to figure out how to get more kids out shooting, and here he owns this. I I consider it a very successful business. Mike approached us, and he goes, "John, tell me about what the foundation is doing." How can I help? Because I want more teams in Washington. You know that's where his company is located in Washington State. Um, TriStar and CZ USA—they're both in uh, Kansas City. Uh, they both make great firearms. They both want to do more for kids. They both approached us and said, "What can we do to be a part of your support structure so that you can uh, provide more resources to the kids?" So historically, um, we did not have sponsorship programs. We did not have uh, real uh, aggressive donor program or estate planning or plan giving, all of that has really come on since July. If you can believe it, it's only been a few short months. And the idea there is if there's folks out there that care about kids and want to be a part of our family, we want to be inclusive and we want to get them involved and, mm. and help them uh, not only amplify their message of what their company does, but they can amplify our message too. So. Um, it's pretty cool to see how how quickly people want to be a part of it. It really is. So um, that's the reason you see them on the website. You know, it's all part of our new process. So, in fact, I was in Iowa this past weekend at the governor's hunt and uh, had a chance to hang out with some staff from CZUSA, um, helped them give the governor some shooting lessons. She wasn't a, a natural-born shooter, so we were working with her to, Get her to be a better uh, shot, fit her with some equipment, with some uh, federal ammunition, and uh, taught her how that all works. And took her out in the field, and she harvested her first pheasant. So, in uh, in one day, she did a lot. She went from A to Z in one day, and, and she'll continue to shoot. Uh, hmm. She just, you know, had never done it, and she's sixty years old. So, uh, not only we're we working with kids, we want to make sure everybody that wants to be a part of the, the shooting sports industry, we want to make sure we're feeding into that, and that's. That's why we have kind of an active role with the whole R3 initiative and why we talk about Pittman-Robertson Act and how that that plays into our natural resources and hunter ed and shooting education. Um, so it's, it's kind of a full circle. We see that and we want people to understand what we're doing is much bigger than a few kids out shooting on a Saturday. This is yeah. about changing the culture of America long-term so that when we need uh, folks to stand up for the second amendment or we need people to carry on our heritage, they understand and they're doing it in a safe, respectful manner.
0: Mm. Yeah. Let's kind of build up or build off of that a little bit here uh, because this is how I see it, right? Is that, uh, and, and you touched on this a little bit that these youth and these young shooters This is our future of the Second Amendment in America, as I see it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, in this day and age and with the current political climate and everything going on, uh, and what we've seen in the last 40, 50, 60 years is a gradual decline in number of households and percentage of households that own guns, uh, which Directly correlates to percentage of children that are being brought up in households and families like that, where they have the opportunity to shoot and learn about guns and gun safety in a positive light, instead of all the crap that they see, you know, on our media and stuff out there these days. Mm -hmm. So this is directly, as I see it, impacting and in a very big way. I mean, do you have any sense for the number of? shooters of of youth and other and participants that are involved nationwide
1: Um, we do do because when we ask them to fill out their grant application annually we ask for the number of kids on their team number of coaches that kind of thing and so youth wise we're impacting roughly 125 thousand kids annually Um, (laughs) we're working with you know a quarter million people between kids and parents and coaches and those are conservative numbers because not every grant application is that column filled out, you know, so Mm -hmm. we just, we don't, um, we don't do any form of magical math. It's all confirmed math that we use on on what we're impacting, but 125,000 kids, uh, that's just who we're working with. That's just with that 2,761 teams. That's not uh, the other teams that don't have accounts with us and they do exist. We're not working with every single team and we want to, but they're all at different places in their development some are just starting don't even know who we are and we don't know who they are so we're constantly trying to get a hold of those folks uh whether it's an rotc uh, rifle program or a 4-h program in Sibley, iowa you know we want to try to find those folks and help them and then there's always the uh it's too good to be true um that always pops up because we're basically giving away money in a lot of cases and in today's day and age people are skeptical you know, this is truly one of those rare moments in time. If you're not taking advantage of the Midway USA Foundation, you're missing the boat because mm. it's it's truly a gift. And uh, I hope people take me seriously and at least do the research and figure out what we do. So, yeah. But the number mm. of kids, um, you know, it's uh, it's cool because shooting sports occur throughout the entire course of the year. Um, obviously the holidays will slow down and when school's out, it it creates a little bit of, uh, slow periods, but, um, what we're seeing in the hunting side, and you, you kind of touched on this, um, there's a thing called R3, which is recruitment, retention, and reactivation. And on the hunting side, we've been on the downtick of about 8% of hunters per year for years and years and years. And people say, well, so what, you know, there's more places for me to hunt because there's less competition on that property that normally there would be a whole bunch of hunters on. Well, the reality is, um, you know, hunters pay for a great share of conservation. and they're not out there hunting and they're kind of, you know, the baby boomers are kind of phasing out and the millennials were kind of slow to come into it, um, it. It's really been a stretch point for a lot of the state wildlife agencies. Had it not been for youth shooting sports taking off and growing and contributing to Pittman-Robertson taxes, which come back to support hunter ed and wildlife spaces and hunting opportunities, those state agencies would be hurt and bad. Because about 80% of that revenue right now comes from uh, shooting sports and home defense. And, you know, only 20% is coming from hunting. and, And historically, it was the other way around. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of funny to see that cycle, and when you're old and gray like me, you kind of start to see it, and you get a little more worried about it because I've spent a lifetime trying to um, grow the sport, and to see that stretch uh, or that stress on it, um, I'm not not excited about that at all. But shooting sports has picked up the slack. When you consider a kid buys a gun or two for the different disciplines they shoot and flats of ammo. Versus the one shotgun I used to hunt with and the one or two boxes of shells I used to hunt with. I'm not supporting that nearly as much as a shooting sports athlete. So um, they may not have any clue. They're supporting all those great things, but they're doing it in the background and they should be very proud of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point, you know, because uh, I'm reminded of my own personal journey through all of this that growing up, in a rural community and doing some hunting and and casual shooting, I probably fired 500 rounds a year Mm -hmm. and, you know, contrast that with now. And I'm a fairly serious competitive shooter, you know, action pistol. And I go through thousands of tens of thousands of rounds in a year. Right. In my practice, uh, it was a total, total shift in, in my expenditure of, a particularly ammunition <laughs> since yeah, I was younger. Yeah.
1: It's, a, it's a beautiful thing, though, when you, um, when you see kids working that hard because it's creating better discipline. Mm-hmm. It's creating leadership skills, better focus. So when they're in the classroom, their grades are elevated. Um, it's just creating a whole culture of uh, responsibility around our sport and our industry that I am very grateful for and it's going to pay dividends in you know 10 20 50 years from now because it's such it's so much in the in the infancy stages uh, you know we're not going to see it until these folks start having their own families and, and starting their own kids and um, hopefully it's cyclical and they get their kids involved and it's a family affair because again it's a lifetime sport it's not i mean i started shooting when i was in junior high and i still shoot today and i'll shoot till point where i can't do it anymore i just absolutely love it but i love sharing that with someone else i don't enjoy doing it alone so Hmm. um, normally i'm dragging a bunch of buddies or some kids along with me to go do it so yeah kind of deal
0: yeah Yeah. um you know and you mentioned about 125,000 shooters that are supported through your your foundation which is just a phenomenal number. That's a huge number. I wouldn't have even imagined that. Uh, yeah, and I'm reminded of you know I, I know a lot of people in the in the industry. I've had the pleasure of interviewing a lot of folks right here, even on this podcast. That where I, I you know whether they sit on the podcast or not, but just for me knowing them, a lot of our many of our strongest advocates for the Second Amendment are individuals that did not grow up in gun owning or even second amendment supporting families and households Uh, and and something along the way in their life dragged them into this, this whole world and changed their, their life in a, in a huge way in a positive way. Uh, I mean, there's instructors in this business that are, teaching and influencing hundreds and thousands of others uh, out there that did not grow up uh, in a, in a household that even supported or believed in the second amendment. And you look at how that just reciprocates, as you said, again and again and again, uh, 125,000 young shooters being supported and influenced. I mean, many of these probably would have, you know, grown up with that sort of, you know, in that type of environment anyway, but it it has the potential for great reach. And somewhere in there, you know you're reaching those that might not have otherwise had that opportunity and then later on in life may very well become our legislators and other governmental or business leaders that are are advocates for the second amendment.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, you know, my own experience and in- uh, I don't know if it's, if we want to go down this rabbit hole or not, but <laughs> I um, I was I grew up in a family with a father that was in World War II um, saw some unfortunate things obviously, and uh, I had a brother who accidentally had a gun accident when he was very young, and um, he ended up passing away from it uh, a time later. Mm. But the odds of me being able to shoot and get involved in shooting sports was very 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 small. And um, a neighbor moved next door that had a lot of hunting opportunity. Um, A teacher at school knew my family story and wanted to get me involved with uh, gun safety. And asked my father if if I could take it a couple of times, i had to take it twice. (laughs) If I took it twice, if if I could shoot air rifles, and that was the deal, you know, air rifles. I didn't know any of this was going on until years later, but I ended up going through hunter safety, um, started becoming like his apprentice in junior high already. By the time I was in high school, I was helping teach gun safety. And uh, I was hunting with my neighbor, uh, real involved with him and his son hunting. And um, long story short, I ended up working for a company called Pheasants Forever. And I, I worked for their shooting sports. And that's what I did for them. And I, I lobbied at, uh, at the Capitol for dove hunting. I lobbied at the Capitol for concealed carry. I mean, I did all those things through my lifetime, Specifically, because someone took the time to get me involved at a young age and teach me about safe, fun shooting experiences, yeah. and I loved it, fell in love with it. So I, you know, I'm kind of a, to some degree, I'm kind of a, a, a spokesperson for it because I was likely not going to get a chance to shoot um, because of what happened to my brother. Um, but yeah. somebody knew that wanted to be a mentor and kind of help me along, and and I shot a lot of competitions in junior high and high school. And um, that was before there were really teams. You know, we had a a program there called Hawkeyes and it was in Cherokee. And it helped develop me who I am today. So um, it happens in spades. We just don't know all those stories because you don't talk to people about it frequently enough. But Jordan Hintz, the, the head coach at Hillsdale College, another great example. He started very young, loved it dad kept him involved. They did it together. He didn't have to do it alone. Introduced him to other kids. Next thing you know, he's on the junior Olympic development squad. Now he's a head coach at Hillsdale and, you know, he's just a good soul. You know, he's a good Mm. person. And it's because of all his experiences with shooting sports that led him to that point in his life. So Mm. if you're looking to um, empower someone, you know, a youth and uh, give them confidence and, um, you know, shooting sports is a great, great platform to do that on because mm. they won't sit on the bench, you know, they'll be participating.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps. And by the way, I appreciate you, uh, uh, entrusting us with such a personal story and background like that. Uh, that's truly tragic about your, your brother and, uh, your, your parents. I mean, I can't even imagine, you know, having to go through, uh, the loss of a child, uh, over something like that. Um, but, uh, it, you know, so t- tell us, or my hope would be that someone here viewing or listening to this today is maybe thinking, well, wait a minute, I've, I've got my own child and, and we, we know these other families or, or whatever it is. And you're thinking, well, m- maybe we could put together a... High school shooting team, for instance, mm-hmm. or something, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe something already exists, and you're wondering about better ways or or additional ways of supporting your already existing efforts in in organizing and running a team of some kind. How can teams and organizations uh, get get involved with Midway USA Foundation? What's the starting point?
1: Well, if you're just a concerned person that wants to start something locally, um, there's probably something already going on around you that you just don't know about. Yeah. You know, we work with roughly 60 real key partners uh, we call agencies within the foundation. And uh, I think those groups are always willing to help you set up any form of uh, shooting um, program you want to start. They'll help you get going and we'll connect you to the right people so that you can kind of experience that. If you want to start a team, um, we will work with that agency to help you get a team started. Uh, And that's kind of the way it works. It's kind of almost like a, for lack of better terms, almost like a brotherhood where we want to make sure that everybody has the resources and the information they need to go out there and not make it a ton of work. So, uh, you know, Mike, you know, up at SSPI, where he's a coach, he started a team from scratch. Um, he shoots multiple disciplines, and he, he's he's he gone through that whole learning curve. And if, if there were somebody to call me uh, from Washington State, you know, I'm going to reach out to Mike and say, hey, Mike, this is a group that's uh, looking to get started. You know, who can I connect them to out there? Or do I call our state agency, which would be uh, USA Yes, um, which is a youth education and shooting sports group out there. They're predominantly in the West Coast. And connect them with those people, and say, "Okay, here's here's the pieces. Let's pull it together and help them get started." And I, I think, uh, people that are new at this think they need to have a team of twenty kids or fifty kids, or you don't need that at all. You know, you need to start within your comfort level. And if it's five kids, fantastic. If it's ten, that's awesome. You, no one can answer that question but you. And then choosing the shooting discipline that will attract um, more youth as you grow. You know, you can look at that. I, I, I think action shooting is super cool. I'm very novice at it, but I love watching it and I love doing it. I'm just not good at it. But I've got friends like Rick Leach, you know, at this classic action shooting program. He's a great resource and he makes a living helping people start a team. Yeah. So he would be someone I'd reach out to and connect you to. Um, But, you know, the reality is, as big as the industry is, it's still not that big. And you'll know at least somebody that can help in every state. And I think that's the key is don't let it be such a daunting task that you can't pick up the phone and call anybody at the foundation and say, hey, I was listening to John on the radio, the podcast. He said that you guys would help us get connected to a team or start a team. And we will absolutely do that. And, you know, we'll help you get an endowment account started too. So you don't have to worry about money every year. Um, that's a big part of it is just the stress on a coach like, okay, I got to spend, you know, $10,000 on ammo for, you know, say 50 kids or whatever the number is. How am I going to do that? And, you know, my parents are in an area where they don't have a lot of extra income, disposable income to use. Well, you know, that's kind of where we come in. We We connect people with partners. We help them raise money for their endowment account. We help them fundraise with free fundraising products. So we give away for free guns and coolers and computers and and binoculars. And at any given time, we'll have a dozen items on our website under the fundraising tab that teams have access to for free as long as they have an endowment account with us. They can take that item and fundraise with it for nine months. So we give them a ton of time and they keep half that money locally and the other half they they put in their endowment. And like I said before, oh, by the way, we match it. You know, we've got $150,000 a month in match. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to go out and buy a fundraising tool. They can get that from us. Or mm-hmm. if they're interested in a social uh, peer-to-peer style fundraising campaign where, um you know, in these social distancing times, they don't have the ability maybe to go sell a ticket to the neighbor. Um, you know, you're probably familiar with GoFundMe. We've got something very similar to that in a peer to peer campaign where we set up, um, uh, uh, pages on the website for the team with their photos or biographies their their team mascot. We'll help them, uh, develop a kind of a campaign that they can do it as a social media ask and raise money that way. Mm-hmm. And we've got, and we've got matching money for that. Um, but we also help connect them to equipment manufacturers like uh, battle gear. They make uh, clothing like for the Olympic squad, right? Mm-hmm. Dice sublimated shooting jerseys. Um, if a team is starting and they need uniforms, they can work with that team to get those uniforms and then 10% of the purchase of those uniforms goes into their own endowment account and it's matched. <laughs> so there's, there's other moving parts to raise money for your endowment account beyond a raffle. It's much, much, much bigger than that. Mm. So, but in and, and SSPI, where, you know, you were talking about Mike earlier again, uh, if teams buy their shooting glasses from Mike, 10% of that purchase goes into their own endowment account at the foundation. So that's awesome. That set up, yeah. It's It's very big and broad, but that's why we're developing these strategic partners.
0: That's why we're doing it. This is is amazing. I'm going to put up on screen screen so folks can see this. Um, But uh, as you were just talking about that, I hadn't stumbled upon this part of the (laughs) website. But you were just talking about all these products available. I mean, here's a shotgun that is available to raise funds. You register, I guess, for that. You can print print your tickets. And then, yep. and then, when, you know, it tells you right here. here right, right. Here,
1: the portion of that even goes into your endowment account. Same kind of deal. So,
0: that's awesome. Yeah. But I mean,
1: but there's rifles, two. there's pistols, there's uh, electronics. You know, there's Garmin Six uh, Phoenix watch. It's brand new.
0: Yeah, oh I take God. that.
1: <laughs> oh, that's that's an amazing watch. It's got a GPS in it. The zero right there you just scrolled by. Yeah, that's a trap shooting tool that if you're a team and you're trying to illustrate to a shooter that they're shooting consistently low and left, for instance, that Mm. machine will, will do that. And it ties to your phone. So as that youth is shooting, you can pull it up on the phone and say, here's where your last 10 shots went. And it it will give you a percentage of low and left or high and right or whatever it is. So we're trying to provide training tools as well. And then obviously there's some hollow rifles, um, Italian Firearm Group makes some phenomenal high end shotguns there uh, pila glasses yeah. Uh, yeah, we got all kinds of different tools there, and that changes frequently as we get rid of our inventory you know we'll pull pull it off the website and then we'll replace it I know some some new things coming uh we've got some drones coming uh, you know with video cameras so kids think that's pretty cool, and then we've also got the new uh uh, I think it's the Xbox five, the latest and greatest Xbox for the holidays that we're going to have that soon as well. So we cover a wide gamut of items, but the idea is to get those kids a chance mm. to learn those life skills, fundraising locally and how it pertains to their team. And every single dollar that they raise is, is impactful. So it's really cool. Very cool.
0: That, yeah. I, i am really impressed you know it's one of those things again that that as i've gotten a little more familiar with your organization over the past uh, few days as i've been wandering around on your website i go oh that's interesting oh that's cool and it just seems i keep uh stumbling upon more and more and uh, continually impresses me with all the amazing work you're doing
1: right 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 it's it's fun when you um see the light switch come on with uh with a new um, band of the foundation because they have heard of it and they immediately think of Midway USA, the retailer, you know, mm-hmm. that's because that's been around forever and everybody knows that they've ordered nine mil from there or whatever, you know, they're ordering ammo. Well, the foundation is what I consider to be the, and we have no competition. So, I mean, I would love it if we had competition. So would every one of our staff, but we're kind of like the only ones doing this for you shooting sports. So. When the light switch comes on with a supporter and and they come to us and say, John, we want to be a part of this. How do we how do we support you? It might be as simple as those fundraising products that you just looked at. They they might be able to provide us those or they might they might want to make a donation to their local team on Giving Tuesday, for instance, which is coming up in a couple of weeks on December 1st. Yep. Well, if you go to our website and click on our logo in the upper left. It's going to bring you to a page. Uh, if you scroll down there, it'll bring you to a page that says, find a team, fund a team. And, and when you pull that up, you can Google basically on our website any team in the nation by state, by discipline, by team name or city. And when you when it pulls that up and you, you're looking at their team balance, their coaches' names, the disciplines they shoot, you can also donate there. And, uh, you know, it's very secure that you can donate directly to that team. And 100% of that goes to their endowment account, and it's matched. So that donation won't be there for a year. It won't be there for five years. It won't be there for 20 years. It'll be there forever to protect and help that team. So you're feeding the system that you love and care about so much. So, yeah, there's there's a button. Find a team, fund a team. If you click on that. And then uh, that top box there that says team name, just for the kicks and grins, type in uh, type in Sibley S-I-B-L-E-Y, like that. All right. Yeah. Now scroll down there and you see one that says Sibley O'Cheaton Shooting Generals. You see that one? Mm. That's my that's my local kid, so we'll pick on them a little bit.
0: <laughs> All
1: right. So as it pulls up, you can see the coach contacts. You know, Gail Travail, Robert Travail, Tom Weedsma and then you can see their endowment accounts at two hundred thirty-four thousand dollars, um, and and the cool part is that that far right number, if they did no more fundraising today, they stopped, that team could pull eleven thousand seven hundred twelve dollars a year forever. So they they will be bringing in significant funding even if they don't do any more. But I I just know this team wants to get up to a half million dollars because I. I help the local team a little bit, so I know what they're trying to do, mm. but every team we work with has a page like this and you can click on that red button that says donate now to support the team and it will take you directly to a way that you can donate specifically to that one team yeah. or it's, it's just, it's so cool and it's so, so simple, um, you know, modern technology amazes me when it comes to how you can support groups. And there's just a great example. But Giving Tuesday, um, ironically, yeah, it's let's coming talk about up. That. Yeah, you know, it, Giving Tuesday is a big day for us. It's a, it's a big year for us. And we set aside $175,000 just to match that one day. So whatever comes in that one day for Giving Tuesday will get divided into that one hundred and seventy five dollars And then on top of that, we've got a little competition going that kind of some teams really get excited about. They want to be the top fundraising team or they want to get some additional dollars. If they raise the most that Giving Tuesday, they'll get a bonus of five grand. Second place gets four grand. Third place gets three grand and on down the list. And then we're going to draw 10 random teams to each give $500 to. So it's just a cool way for teams to rally their local community to fundraise for a cause they believe in and Mm. we've got incentives that are set aside to do that. So it's, uh, it's really exciting when you look at the, at the numbers. Um, uh, it's powerful. It's when you invest that amount of money all in one pot, it can do some great things. So
0: now do you, if someone was going to make a donation, do, do they have, does it have to be associated with a specific team or is there a way to make a more general donation?
1: Yeah, you can absolutely donate however you see fit. If, if you want to, there's a couple of different things going on there. I mean, you can work on your life estate or your estate planning. Um, you can be a sponsor, a donor. Um, but we've also got the ability for folks to set up like a donor-advised fund, a DAF. Um, we've got several of those from across the country where, say, a family um, had uh, an uncle they adored and they want to set up a memorial in his memory, and he loved to shoot in Pennsylvania, and he loved to shoot air rifles, okay? They can set up a donor advice fund in his memory and put whatever amount, I think the minimum amount is 20 grand in those, but you can build that over time. But there's, there's a way that you can put it in there, and that donor advice fund, you will determine every year where the proceeds go. So you could say, I want the 15 air rifle teams in Western Pennsylvania to get a portion of that uh, proceed this year. And then next year, I wanted to go to the entire state shotgun squads and you can change the way those, those dollars are directed over time. And, and every year you get a pick. So it's really cool. It's not like you're making a donation into a black hole and you have no more input on how you, your funds are, are passed around. If you donate with us, you have the ability to pick and choose how those dollars are used. Some people just want it to go to match. Uh, matching is real important to us. Some people want to make a donation that that we help go to match. Uh, some people, you know, like I said, they want to donate uh, maybe some land or maybe they're part of their IRA when they pass away or their life insurance. Uh, we can do all those kind of things. Um, so it's it's cool that we've got all the tools in place so that we can meet the needs of our supporters. So mm. and there's, there's a whole plethora of ways you can give right there. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, yeah. And,
0: and I'm glad that I saw this because uh, I don't know how many people know about Amazon smile and, and folks, if you don't know, cause this is a really easy, easy way of basically giving free money <laughs> and you just it go is. to smile.amazon.com. Okay, like most of you go to Amazon.com. Instead, just type smile.amazon.com and then it's gonna ask you to select a nonprofit that Amazon will then give a pro a percentage of everything you buy on Amazon, which for most of us is probably a lot, probably more than we should. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and, and and that's a great way to just, I mean, without you having to do any because like all you do at that point going forward is you've selected your nonprofit, your charity, whatever. And you just go to smile.amazon.com. Every time you buy something and you're just automatically giving free money to those organizations. It's a, it's a, Absolutely. <laughs> it's stupid easy and it's, sh- everyone should be doing it if they're not already.
1: Yeah. There's employers that will match your donations out there too. And we've got a link on our website that basically uh, you can look up your employer to see if they have a matching program like GE or somebody like that. You, You're working for them, and they'll match what you donate. Um, So we're trying to put those resources out there so that folks have an idea how to maximize their impact. And uh, God bless those companies for what they do because they care enough about our philanthropic needs that they want to support it, and the foundation is just totally a beneficiary of that generosity. So
0: it's good stuff. Awesome. Well, folks, you've you've heard about – the organization Midway USA Foundation. Uh, again, their website, MidwayUSAFoundation.org. You've heard about all the amazing, good, and, and all the incredible things they're doing. Uh, the number of youth and young shooters that they are supporting, the number of teams all across the country, and as you said, 50 states, uh, okay. and just an incredible impact on our young shooters and ultimately on our two way community and the Second Amendment. As a whole, uh, you've learned about ways that you can donate, that you can give back, that you can, and there's even easy ways uh, that require very little effort. And honestly, even in case of things like Amazon Smile, zero financial, you know, right. direct financial uh, uh, commitment on your part to support wonderful things like this. Uh, I am just thrilled that we've had this opportunity to visit today, John, and talk about your your organization, about the foundation, everything you're doing, and ways that people can can support. Because as I said, I'll bet you there's quite a few people listening or watching that really didn't have any idea that right. any of this existed. And so I hope people are, are kind of hearing this, this call to, to go to midwayusafoundation.org, visit your site, learn about you guys, what you're doing, and then find a way to give or support or get involved.
1: Absolutely. We, we want to be inclusive and, and we need everybody's support. If you care about the future of shooting sports, you know, we can help deliver that but we need people to understand who we are and how we do it and uh, how they can support us. So we are constantly looking at ways to, to benefit everybody's giving needs. So give us a call. We'd love to work with you.
0: Awesome. Well, John, this has been such a pleasure talking with you, sir, getting to know you a little bit, and we wish you the absolute best. I, I, one last call folks for don't forget on December 1st, 2020, on uh, this, uh, this Giving Tuesday 2020, go go, go to the website uh, and, and consider making some small donation or contribution. Uh, I'll tell you what, you can look up shooting teams by by state and by location. Uh, again, I, I've learned about a couple of youth shooting teams I didn't even know existed in my relatively local area. So on Giving Tuesday, or any time for that matter, consider going and making a donation and maybe supporting one of your local shooting teams. Uh, yeah. December 1st, 2020. Absolutely.
1: So, Hopefully they do.
0: Yeah. And, 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 sh- and share and spread the word everybody. So John, thank you so much for your time today, sir. We wish you sincerely the best and we'll try to support you. In any thank you.
1: Uh, we appreciate you supporting us. And if you need us back, let us know. We'd love to support the program.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, John. Well, folks, this wraps up our our episode here today. Uh, another episode of the Concealed Carry podcast. Hard to believe we've done 458 of them and we're just now talking to John. <laughs> but uh, maybe what we'll do is is plan to have you again. Maybe this ought to be a yearly thing to to, you know, remind folks about giving Tuesday and and all that. So, we'll, we'd love it. We'll try to make sure it we're back. So with that, we're going to let you go. And everyone else out there, thanks for joining us, for watching and listening to the, and supporting the podcast. We appreciate all the support of us so we can do what we do and hopefully so we can help others like John do, do what he does. So with that, a reminder to train right, train often, and train safe so you can fight hard, fight fast, and fight true. Take care, everyone.